Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. Thank you for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. Thank you. 
but it's another thing to be in you. And so, God, I pray today that you would give us an ear to hear and a spirit to understand the difference so that when we leave this place, we just won't know of you, but we'll make a, a conscious decision. We'll make that choice to be in you. There is a difference. And so, God, we thank you for your word on today, and we thank you for those that have an ear to hear. May the Lord bless us. May the Lord strengthen us and keep us. And then for those of us who make a, a decision to do what the word has commanded us to do, give us dutiful power that we may do it and it be easy. It be easy. I know that there's going to be challenges. I know there's going to be trials and tribulations. But God, the anointing, ah, it makes a difference. So anoint us afresh that we may live according to this word, give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. There are extra Sunday school books um, for our guests that y'all miss those. For our guests, if they would like to have a Sunday school book to follow along with us, or if they just want to listen, that's fine, but we want to make it available. We're on page 269 of our Sunday school lesson. Um, here we are, yeah. And so we, we are on page 269, and we are, we've been studying um, since, a, since a good one, mother and daughter, um, ever since covid um, we've been um, studying from the Sunday school book, and God has been giving us a rhema word for this time that we are living in. And so I'm just truly grateful to God. Again, let's look at our title. We're going to be in the book of Colossians for four weeks. All right? For the next four weeks, we're going to be in the book of Colossians. Let me tell you something. If you um, were with me last Sunday, you, you got some information about Colossians. Um, what? What? I mean, let me let me let me quiz you all real here, quick here. Who was it written to? The Church of. Okay. And who were they? Okay. Okay, and so what characteristic would we describe them as? Faithful. Okay, they were faithful Christians in the city of Colossus. Did Paul organize and found this found this church? Okay, who did? Epaphras. All right, y'all. This this is all in y'all's book now. If you don't read it before you get here, you should read it after you go home because you should just be wanting to find out what happened, don't y'all? Whoever used to watch uh, Dallas, I'm going to take y'all back. You know you couldn't wait till Friday night because you watched it last Friday, and so you was going to run home and get there so you could watch it the next Friday. That's what this is. When the word comes forth, you should just go home and can't wait to go back in and say, what was Pastor talking about? Why? Why Why is it so important for us to gravitate to this word and have this word inculcated in our hearts and our minds? Why? Because it's the only thing that's going to keep us. It's the only thing that's going to last. Trouble is coming. If it ain't coming, you in it right now. And you're going to have to need to know how to stand firm. Wasn't that a couple of weeks ago? That's what I did at New Hope Sunday. That was our lesson before 
All right, so um, th this, this church was having some problems. They were having problems. So Paul wrote this letter to address the problem. How do you think, now remember where Paul was. Where was Paul when he wrote this letter? In prison, on his way to see Caesar. And yet he's still telling people that God is the HNIC. Okay, y'all forgot what that was. Paul, Paul is telling people God, Jesus is the bomb.com. He is it. The bomb stops at him. I know who Caesar is, but Caesar don't exist without Jesus Christ. So Caesar, you ain't all that in a bag of chips. I still want people to know that yeah, yo, yeah, I'm coming to you. And, and people think that my life is in your hands, but it ain't, bro. God knows the plans that he has for me, not Caesar. So how do you think Paul got the, the news about the problems in the church? Nobody knows? Who's the leader and the founder of this church? Epaphras. So he got up because there was so much mess going on in the church. He got up and he said, look, here, I can't keep doing this. I got to figure it out. He gets up and he goes to Paul. Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying every leader needs to have someone that can consult in when stuff gets messed up. Every person should have someone that is godly that they can consult when stuff get messed up. So Paul writes this letter to the church to address the problems that they were having and to challenge the believers. Y'all need to hear this. This letter was to challenge the believers to examine their lives and be transformed through the love of God. So write that down. On page 267, it says note. Underneath note, write this down. Colossians addresses problems in the church. Colossians challenges believers to examine their lives and be transformed through the love of God. This is how we learn, church, is by writing it down, reading it, and reciting it. If you can't write it down, you need to say it aloud. Colossians addresses problems in the church. Colossians challenges believers to examine their lives and be transformed through the love of God. So this is a free one right here. Colossians is a short read. Okay? So what does that mean? 
Well, according to Amazon, a short read can be read in two hours. If you just sit down with the King James Version, you can read these four chapters in two hours. But if you like me, you're on the go all the time and don't really want to stop and, 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 and read, you can listen to it. We all got smartphones, iPhones. We have access to the Internet. You can go and type in Colossians, and it'll bring up one, two, three, and four. And if you keep looking, you can make it read to you. And if you sit down and listen to it, you should be able to listen to it in about 90 minutes. That's a short read. So, we got two more weeks of this. Right? Y'all with me? We got two more weeks of the book of Colossians. By the fourth Sunday, we should have read all four chapters. Come on, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't read as much as me. If you was to see my 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 what is it called? Uh sexual humanities book, you would toss it out the window. It's thick. A lot of great reading. Then on top of that, I gotta read about my uh my book about community engagement. Then I gotta read my book about stress, crisis, and trauma. And Pastor, you want us to read Colossians? Oh, yes, I do. Because we're going to read this. We're going to be better. Thank you, Deaconess. Because if we don't get better, God help that generation of people that's under us. You can't do nothing for the generation. Jay, you, you can't. You can't do nothing for grandma's generation. Okay? Because grandma's generation, they stuck. Come on. Hey, hey, y'all, y'all, I'm old. I'm too old to learn. I, I can't change what I've been doing. I've been doing this this way for 50, 60 years. Everybody can change, but some people don't want to change. Because it requires some work. So grandma's generation, baby, they kind of suck. You might can help them along the way. Well, Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Pastor Sherelle just walked in. Um, amen. But, 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 Jay, your responsibility is to that group under you. So what you say matters. What you do matters. How you act in their presence and in 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 at home away from them matters. Because what you practice at home when you get outside, you're gonna do it because it becomes a habit. So you gotta make changes for the generations to come. That's a lot riding on your shoulders. But guess what? You ain't by yourself. Because there's a group of us trying to help that generation. Because I'm going to need somebody to help take care of me when I get old. We're going to need people to be responsible enough to help the president. We might be raising 
Okay, so it's a quick read. That's all I want to say. Let's read. Um, oh, let's look at this. Your title, Full Life in Christ. I'm on page 269. Full Life in Christ. Full Life in Christ. When you see the word full, I want you to write down next to the word full. Total. Complete. Wanting nothing. All the single ladies, y'all need to come hook up with me after church so we can talk about this part right here. <laughs> Wanting nothing. This is a quality of life that we should live every day. Even those of you that are married should have this characteristic and this desire to want to have this quality of life. I know when I was sick um, a couple of years ago and, and I was having issues, I told the doctor, my quality of life is deteriorating because of the issue that was going on in my body. But as believers in Jesus Christ, your quality of life should be full and wanting nothing. He says, there's no good thing will I withhold from you if you walk upright. So this lesson today is talking about having a, a, a good quality of life, a wholesome quality of life if I live in Christ. Now, when you gave your heart to the Lord, when you walked down that aisle and you stood in front of the altar before the preacher, your mama, your daddy, your cousin, them, you made a decision. You made a choice. Life began in Christ the moment you made that first step. And it did not end at the altar. It didn't even end after you got baptized. It was a process that was going to require you to live like this early. Early. You can't take a break from living in Christ. So let's read Colossians chapter 2, starting at verse 6. And I'm not going to read all of this because it's so much in these first couple of verses that I, I want to make sure you get it all and then you go home and read the rest on your own. Doable? Because I want y'all to get home so you can get your chicken wings together. Get your nachos together. Get your pizza and get, you know, get your, put on your Eagles or your uh, Chiefs uh, outfit, you know. So I want, you, I want you to be on time, all right, for the game. But look at this. Chapter 2, verse 6. Paul says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, 
so walk ye in him. I've already kind of covered that, but I want to go back to talk about the two differences of knowing him and being in him. So you know him because grandmama and them told you that he was a burden bearer. He was a wheel in the middle of a wheel. Grandmama told you that he raised laughing from the dead. Grandmama then told you he pulled fish off fish and bread off bread. Grandmama told you that when she was back in the country and didn't know how she was going to pay the bills, Mr. Charlie came by with his wagon and threw some uh, meal out for her. When, when she needed to go to the doctor and didn't have no money, uh, Cousin Susie reached down under the bed and pulled out a, a shoebox and gave her the $2.50. That girl goes to the doctor. Grandma told you, therefore you know of God. You know of Jesus. You, you, you listen to, to Martin talk about God. You listen to Sojourner Truth talk about God. They didn't really specifically say God in those terms, but you knew that it was only him that could lead them through the dark times of life. It was only God. So you knew of God because somebody told you. But to be in Christ means that you tried him for yourself. Mean that you've been in the valley and you had to cry, Jesus, Jehovah Jireh, come see about me. And he came to your rescue. Being in him means that when you was without friends and you was all by yourself and your back was against the wall, you did like Hezekiah and you turned your face. You said, Lord, add to my faith. Lord, add to my life. Lord, give me hope. Lord, give me strength. Lord, give me peace. Lord, give me courage. And before you could turn around good, the blessings of the Lord had overtaken you. Y'all see the difference between in Christ and knowing Christ? We got to have a personal, intimate relationship with him. We can no longer afford to straddle the fence. You ain't straddling the fence no more. You just being straight up rebellious. You being a maverick spirit. Because you've been around the fire and long enough. You are not The Lord revealed this to me this morning when I was getting ready. Now, when you went to the altar, you might have been a cutter. You might have been a drinker. You might have been a homeowner. You just might have been just a straight up, mean, surly person when you got to the altar. But after giving the preacher your hand, God your heart, and being baptized, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and you came up and you began to study the Word of God, you began to listen to the Word of God, you began to read the Word of God, you began to ponder the Word of God, you begin to try to act upon those things, you should still not be reminded you still trusting, 
underneath this line, I want you to write the word rooted. It should be underneath established. And then on the top word line, I want you to write built up. Built up on the top line. On the top of the cross, the word built up. The middle of the cross is established. The bottom of the cross is rooted. Y'all see that picture? This is how we must be. We've got to have a firm foundation. The teaching that you receive must be sound doctrine. If it is not sound doctrine, let it go in one ear and out the other. Chew up the meat, spit out the bone. Sometimes you're just going to have to straight get up and walk away. Because your life depends upon it. And that's the problem that these folks was having. They would allow people to come in and teach to them and say all kinds of stuff to them that wasn't right. And they was believing it. They got caught up in the hype. But this word gives us some direction. That our foundation, our, 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 our firmness, our settleness must be deeply rooted in the word of God. I heard somebody this morning, I listened to the Sunday school lesson about four or five times throughout the week. And I heard a man talk about um, how trees get planted. He said, now the tree gets planted and it's on some dirt and you, you, know, you see the dirt, but the roots of the tree goes deeper than what you planted it because it wants to gravitate to something that's solid, that's going to hold it, that's going to support it because when it begins to grow, it's going to grow straight up. That's what Paul is saying to us today. Get somewhere and get settled in your spirit. Quit having a wandering mind. And we must do all of this every day. With a spirit of thankfulness. Verse 8, he says, beware. Beware of people of their way of thinking, of their vain deceit, of their tradition that can ruin you, that can mess you up, that can get you twisted up in your thought process and cause you to miss Christ. That was Philippians that told us to beware of people. Beware of ideas so that nothing can move you from where you know you're supposed to be. That's to stand firm again. So beware. People, so another person I was listening to today, if anybody listened to the Sunday School Girl, she hit me to this. And after she said it, I thought about this because I, I, I remember hearing a girl say that she manifested some stuff in the atmosphere, and it came to pass. Now, be careful, because it's New Age people. 
think that they have the power to manifest stuff on their own. Well, the only person that can manifest some stuff on their own is God. You, you might think it all day long, but if God don't say so, it ain't going to come to pass. If it ain't in his will, it ain't going to come to pass. So be careful of people teaching. You cannot watch all of these folks on BET and the Word Network and, and TBN. You got to be careful. Just because they're on that platform don't mean that they're preaching and teaching the Word of God. Who, who the man that spit in his hands and then he rubbed a spit on his brother's eyes? What's his name? Now, he had done too much. Y'all didn't know that when it happened? He was preaching. He was at church. And he was giving the example how God, you know, spit in the ground and got the dirt and put the salve on the people's eyes and they came away healing. Well, this clown felt like he could spit it on his hand and then rub the spit together and put it on his brother's eyes. Well, he got in trouble for it because folks were like, you ain't Jesus. You are not Jesus. And that was ridiculous. You went too far. But people are doing that and people are receiving it. And that was good water, Pastor. No, that was nasty as two left shoes. Because if folks, if somebody spit on one of us in here today, oh, the earrings are coming off. Come coming off. I might not can hit you, but I'm a Dean Green will pick up that can and swing it at you. It's all like popcorn. And so we cannot just take what everybody is saying and doing at the gospel. If it, it, it might sound good, but that don't make it right. Amen? So what we have here is, again, an imperative, a, a corporate call to the body of Christ to live every day a life that resembles Christ. We need it, y'all. We need it because of the our children are watching Megan the Stallion. They're watching uh, Deion Sanders. They're, they're watching all of this. And they're thinking this is how my life is supposed to be. But no, if you live in Christ, he will give you what your heart desires. And you won't have to lie for it. You won't have to steal it. You won't have to commit fornication or adultery. You just have to walk upright and remember whose you are and remember who you are. So I'm going to stop right there because I think I've given you everything that I had to give you. Go back and read your lesson. Go back and make this um, uh, an intentional 
um, decision to live in Christ. Can you do that? Not for Pastor Black. Not for your spouse, not for your children, not for your siblings. But that you may receive what what Christ had intended for us to receive when he died on the cross. The lesson talks about that. He died on the cross and all of our sins have been forgiven. Because of what Christ did on the cross. He hung, bled, and died. Giving us the right to eternal life. A life that's full in him. Amen? Come on and clap your hands and give God praise. Let's stand all over the building. Let's stand. Truly thankful to God for the word on today. Pastor Sherelle, it's so good to see you. You snuck in on me. I didn't know you was coming. Amen. Amen. And so we're just truly grateful to God for all of you that have come today to our sisters, our mother, our daughters, and soldiers. Thank you for worshiping with us today. Uh, let's pray. Amen. Um, before we, we, we close out, bow your heads, close your eyes. Maybe someone here today has never received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. I know you've been coming to church all the time. You've been here a long time. But have you made that step? Have you made that decision? That's what's so important. The decision to be saved. That's what it's all about. Is, is, is my life in Christ? Or do I just know of him? If you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your appeal today to say, God, I need you in my life. I need to know you as my Lord and Savior. I need you, Father, to be the King of kings, the Lord of lords. I need you, Father, to dwell in me and I in you. Father, we thank you for salvation on today. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for redeeming us. And thank you for transforming us according to your word. As we leave this place, Father, I pray. Elder Benny Mother, come on. I pray, God, that you would help us to take this word and apply it to our lives. That we may be the better. Elder coming to pray Ephesians over us and to give us our benediction. Word of God is quick and powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Our souls have been fed today, and as Pastor said earlier, sometimes it might need that little extra. So we come today to pray pray the Word of God, coming from Ephesians uh, chapter 3. The Word of God says, and close your eyes, and let this speak into your spirit. We have been taught that there are prayers throughout the Bible, and these are the prayers that the Apostle Paul gave and prayed to the, for the early church, and if it was good enough for them, it is good enough for us now. Yeah, yeah. The word of God says, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might 
by his spirit in your inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all things what is the breadth, the length, and the height, hallelujah, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask for things, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. My brothers and sisters, what I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, and live for Jesus every day. Amen. God bless you. Have a Sometimes there are obstacles in the road That can leave you feeling low And you don't know how to move forward And sometimes there are turns you want to take But the way gets hard to trace Now you're wondering how did you get here But don't you give up until you see How God is ordering your steps So you can walk into your seat He that has begun A great work in you Is faithful to perform God is faithful to perform He that has begun A great work in you is faithful to perform it. Our God is faithful. I declare you will know the favor of the Lord and receive a harvest for your seed. To bless the world and glory. He that has begun a great work in you is faithful to perform. God is faithful to perform. Oh, he that has begun a great work in you is faithful to perform. God is faithful to perform. Yourself and say, God is doing a great work. He's doing a great work. He's doing a great work in me. God is doing a great work. He's doing a great work. He's doing a great work in me. me. 